Hello. Wait, that's not Spanish. But basically, this is Earth A94, and this is a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We're going to be diving into the very first episode of She-Hulk. A little bit of rage. This is your first time listening to the podcast. I hope you stay around after that intro. My name is Devin. I'm one of the co-hosts on this established Earth 894. But with me is uh, the guy you know and love. But we also have, as part of this new review series, a guest. We'll get to that in just a second. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and your favorite social platform. All the notes is in there. That gives you all the links and all that fun stuff. Anywho, to my virtual left is the man, the myth, the legend, the best Spidey dad that I know out there, Louis Tonnerini. How's it going, man? Hola, como estas? There we go. <laughs> uh, all's good here. How about you? They're pretty good, man. Got a lot to talk about and so much. And it feels like we haven't talked in a while because we're actually being like diligent and having stuff prepared ahead of time. So we're actually having to record for a little bit. But now we're back, especially after our birthdays and stuff. So we're kicking it off right with a new show that, like I said, very excited to talk about. But we're excited to talk to our guests for making their first appearance on the actual podcast. And we were talking about them recently because they hosted a kick-ass trivia tournament spanning Star Wars and Marvel. And not just the movies, not just the shows. Well, actually, the shows too. I don't know why I was going to say books. But <laughs> it was awesome. It was fun. We'll have a link to it in the notes so you can go listen to that tournament because uh no bias but um i won so let's turn undefeated, it over from- undisputed it's gonna happen all the time when we talk about it <laughs> so from the stark wars podcast we're lucky to have michael on the show how's it going michael guys thank you so much for having me listen we were having a nice car ride the car flipped over you know some blood got into my blood and here i am i'm on earth 894 what can i do uh, no seriously thank you guys so much for having me i'm really excited to do this and listen i just gotta say i hosted the trivia tournament but i'm not the trivia guy right like i googled most of that stuff so and like i was listening to an episode of you yours today and the trivia i'll do i'm like i don't know any of that like this is way over my head but uh listen i have the enthusiasm i'm really excited to be here and uh, i think that's what counts right you know, we love it. We love when you bring the energy and we're lucky to have you. Um, it's funny you bring up the whole trivia just because like a little behind the scenes, most of the trivia that we do, um, I come up with a lot just because, I mean, I, I love trivia uh, a little too much sometimes. And Louis does a lot of our would you rathers. So he's got the really cool ones. I'm the ones that people scratch their head, send us a DMs like, who the fuck would know this? Even <laughs> Louis responding to like our messages sometimes like to me directly just saying, Dude, who would know this? They'll never let me forget the who is the uh, who has composed the most Avengers films or films in the MCU. And Louis was like, "Why? Yeah, do you know who it is? Do you know? Do you know who's composed most of the music for the MCU?" Uh, I feel like I I feel like that's not a bad like they're worse like uh, like for the Star Wars films. I know it's John Williams, so I feel like I right. should know the answer for for Marvel films, but I don't. So yeah. <laughs> maybe is, not. It is Alan Silvestri? Yeah, I was try. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so it's always fun. But yeah, dude, I love your tournament. It was so much fun. I mean, if you guys do it again, uh, we hope to be invited and we really want to have Louie go on there this time. Oh, and quote unquote a, belt. Do you have a Star Devin, Wars question be fair for to, this week, Devin? Yeah. 
I don't think it'd be fair to have you back, Devin. Like, it was kind of a cakewalk for you. Let's be real. Like, we, it was like a variety of people. There were like, some people that are like really into Star Wars, some people that are really into Marvel, but you had like the perfect mixture of both. And like, <laughs> we knew you were winning it. So, yes, no, I would Damn. love to have Louie on. <laughs> uh, so, well, let's see if we can go back to back in the trivia uh, tournaments there. I would, I would have been fun. like everybody else there. Uh, I knew, I know, I knew all of the Marvel answers, but I didn't know any of the Star Wars answers. Yeah, the, the, the responses Louis was sending me, like with the delay and everything, we'd be like a question ahead and Louis would then respond like, oh, this is what I think for a Star Wars answer. And it would just kill me because it was so hard not to laugh because of the shit he was saying. Like, I, I keep saying it every time we talk about it, but like when you ask who is uh, Darth Maul's brother and it's Savage Press, I get a text later from Louis saying Darth Paul. And I just I just lo- I just lose it. Darth Paul and Darth Maul. Brothers in the dark side. I mean, love it. I tried. Awesome. So, bef- <laughs> awesome. So, before we actually talk into all the fun stuff from news and especially She Hulk episode one, we always like to do a little bit of an icebreaker here, just like, you know, uh, someone who might be frozen for about 70 years in the, the Arctic and then he's a hot item because he's hot, but also we know he uh, does a little bit other than that. Just so, the point, we like Devin. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> let me do my just <laughs> just let me have fun okay oh my All god right. this section is called MCU for you that is right so basically like what I was trying to transition into was that this is where we just like to talk about what's been going on with us since we last recorded did you read a comic book did you go buy soap did you go buy a new t-shirt or a Funko Pop for someone you really like such as this dude I co-host a podcast with. So, Louie, let's kick it off with you. What's been MCU for you? Oh, man. Just off the top of my head, we're planning Henry's birthday party. And um, I was reaching out on Facebook to see if anybody could be Spider-Man to come take pictures with the seven or eight kids that are going to be there. And Devin was kind enough to volunteer to be the Spider-Man so then I got it in my head that I'm going to make a absolutely dick Doc Ock uh, cosplay. So now I, I've been like planning my Doc Ock cosplay. I bought uh, pool noodles to be the tentacle. <laughs> I have the red goggles. I have uh, I bought a green shirt and I have green pants. I stole yellow boots from work. <laughs> yeah, I bought yellow gloves. I'm loving the commitment. Where is it? I'm going to look like classic <laughs> Doc Ock, not like Alfred Molina or anything. OG, nice. So, Michael, as you you as we've said before we started talking, you watch uh, Spidey and his amazing friends. Well, that Henry knows Doc Ock is that's Doc Ock. So, I'm trying to copy her outfit. I was going to mm. say you're you're like doing the gender swapped gender swapped yeah, Doc Ock basically. <laughs> so, that's that's that. Other than that, that basically just um, sounded like when you go reverse, reverse in the cha cha yeah. slide. <laughs> Other than that, Friday I was at work and I was sick. I didn't have the the vid or anything, but I uh, I went home early. I went home at like nine o'clock. It was terrible, and I came home and I laid down. I fell asleep for a while, and then I was I was just up, but I couldn't get out of my room because if I left my room, excuse me, my son would hear me, and I. And then game over. So then I turned on a movie and I watched uh, the Fantastic Four, but like the original one 
with uh, Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was good. I, I mean, I hadn't watched it in a long time. And I was like, this isn't as bad as everybody like crucifies this movie. And I guess they really hate the second one, but I didn't watch the second one. The first one I thought was pretty good. I'm a big fan of the thing. So that mm-hmm. was cool. Nice. I don't think the second one's that bad either. Oh, I'm just going to throw that out I'm, there. I'm going to have to watch that one now because I just watched the first one. I mean, it's not one. great, but it's not like horrible. Like, you know, like fan force. I think it's just they went, I think they just went way too, uh, just, they were just too bold, I guess. I don't know. Uh, to really go from here's fantastic four to we're about to fight Galactus. Cause he's coming like, wait, hold up. Like, there's so many other ways I could go about this before even go to Planet Eater. Wasn't he just a cloud or something? Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I, <laughs> I don't really remember. But Yeah. But hey, you know what? I appreciate the uh, the excitement. And there he is. There he is. This Galactus. As you'll find on uh, when we do these episodes, even though we're pretty much audio only at this point, but um, Louis is a master of props. He always has a Funko or he has something to avail when you say a certain character he disappears, you'll look back, and then there he is, just standing there with something. I have I, two can play at that game. I've got a couple things. We'll see. We'll see where the path goes today. We'll see if a prop comes out. Well, you, you said Funko Pops. I had to wrap some presents yesterday for Henry's party. And uh during that, I turned on Guardians of the Galaxy. And somehow we watched the entire movie just wrapping presents. And that was the movie that we uh, reviewed on the fan, fan club podcast. Fan club podcast. I was going to say the fandom podcast. Um, fan club podcast. And still holds up. Still an amazing movie. My favorite mm. part is when Rocket is super upset and he says, you're making me beat up grass. That gets me every time. I think it's hilarious. That's awesome, man. But. Uh, I will uh, stop rambling and I will throw it over to you, Michael. What's been MCU for you, friend? So this might be more MCU adjacent, um, but I think it counts. Um, I I never watched. Well, I watched like the first half of the first season of Daredevil on Netflix, mm. and I never finished. I, I I I didn't dislike it. I just you know it kind of fell off like things do, um, but. You know, Daredevil's kind of becoming relevant um, in, in some of the stuff here, as well as uh, coming into She-Hulk. So um, I'm like, I really need to understand this character better because I am a completionist in that way. So I have started watching Daredevil. I'm almost done with season one. And what a joy. What a joy this show is. Like, I- I've had so much fun with it. And uh, obviously, we we have the upcoming Daredevil series coming out as well. And boy, does it make me scared for that. Because, <laughs> you know, Daredevil is such a dark and gritty show. I just wonder how Disney is going to be able to capture that. Mm. Um, it almost feels impossible uh, unless they do like a complete 180 and like how they tell these stories. Um, but I'm hopeful, I guess, and cautiously optimistic. Yeah, yes, I'm loving Daredevil. Nice. I know I was kind of the same way where I tried to start a couple times. Couldn't really get past like two episodes years ago. Uh, but then finally, like Louis was pressing on me every time we talk, like watch the damn show. Just, just watch it, watch, watch it. Uh, needless to say, big Daredevil fans over here. And by we, I mean my girlfriend, Alyssa. She got more into the show than I did. And that that says something. Um, so we were like, oh my God, we got to get home. We got to watch. We got to watch. We haven't watched the third season yet. But um, I've also heard little rumblings that it, of course, won't be as dark and gritty as a Netflix shows were. Like, you know, I don't, I wouldn't expect to see Kingpin 
uh, just like going brutal like he does at some points. But like, bro, he decapitates uh, I, the Russian guy with a car door. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best show. It's great. But you know what? That's still there. And you could still watch it on good old Disney Plus. And Not I sponsored. do. Right. And I do. But yeah. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Daredevil a little bit more when we go into She-Hulk. But nice. You know, in season uh, what two? else has been going on? Uh, I mean, that's really it. Um, <laughs> uh, we talked about uh, Spidey and his amazing friends. I, I got to get on uh, the new episodes of that. Um, but yeah, it's been kind of it's been there. I guess my thing is like now I'm like, because like I said, I'm a completionist and I'm into Daredevil. Daredevil. It's like, well, do I like watch all the other ones now? Yeah. Like I can't. I feel like I can't not. <laughs> I'm uh, so invested. You don't have yeah. to watch Iron Fist. Okay, you don't. thank you for the thank it's, you for forgiving and not, allowing me not to watch. It. <laughs> it's not good. I I watched it for for all of us. Yeah, I watched. Thank you for your service. Yeah. You don't have. I'm to gonna do the my duty, and I'm eventually gonna watch Inhumans for all of us. Uh, I've tried. You. I've tried so many times to watch Inhumans. I'm intrigued. I I want to watch. What what would be worse, Inhumans or Iron Fist? Probably Iron Fist. I haven't seen either. Oh, yeah. probably Iron Fist. Wow. Okay, then I think it's doable for Inhumans then. Um, just wasn't the right time. Well, awesome, man. So for myself, I'll just a little add here that I uh, went to, it's called Galloping Ghost Arcade. So like we're based out of uh, like Chicago suburbs. And so not many people know about this place outside of just like the general area. It's in Brookfield, Illinois. Uh, so Galloping Ghost Arcade is the world's largest arcade for cabinet machines. It has over 800 or over over 1,000. And then they have a separate building just for pinball. They have their own gym. They have all this crazy stuff. But uh, when we were there, we were actually playing a couple other games. They had uh, the official Spider-Man arcade game, which you can also play as like Hawkeye and stuff. It's basically like, you know, your little like Ninja Turtle, Simpsons kind of fighting game, side to side scroller. They also had a Captain America Avengers game. And it was very funny um, when I was playing that. There's that one point where I just like hopped on, played by myself, and you could either play as Cap, um, Hawkeye, Iron Man, or I think the fourth person was Hulk. No, the fourth person was Vision, which was weird. Um, it was White Vision, right? I saw your Snapchat. Yeah, it was White Vision. Yeah, it was fun. But like at one point, um, like you get on this like part where you have to like fly around and stuff. And so uh, Cap just hops on this like this little like hover bike. It looks like a Vespa essentially. But I found out I could just spam the little two like fight buttons. And so basically I was throwing like 50 shields a second. And so I was just the whole time. And then after that level was over, I had to walk away because I realized I must have carpal tunnel, but it was fun. That place is horrible for carpal tunnel, man. I know because everything like you pay 25 bucks and then you can literally play as much as you want. And there's, you don't actually have to hit quarters. You could actually beat the games that would rob you of like a second mortgage just to finish the Ninja Turtles game. So it's a really great time. Your so wrists in the area, start hurting. You, know, you don't play games like this anymore. Standing there with your arm. Oh, I hate it yeah. there. And it smells not weird. Very not, very <laughs> so qu- question. I got a question for you, Devin, because I, yeah. this is, I guess, more a logistical, uh, geographical question. Um, so h- how far are you from Dixon, Illinois? Are you even familiar with Dixon? Uh, Dixon. I want to say, oh my god! I'm also <laughs> well, just like I'm so nervous yeah. of just getting a, like a Dixon Cider joke or like a D's Nuts joke because of my friends. 
Um, oh, no, but, I promise this is not a setup, although I would I know, be but capable I'm like, of I know Dixon, that. Illinois it exists. Um, I want to um, say that is... If it loads here, I want to say that is uh, far. Yeah. <laughs> well, I asked because I go visit there sometime. And, oh, uh, no I, shit. Yeah. I was like, well, oh, maybe that would be an opportunity. We can go and uh, game together. Actually, it's only an hour and 15 minutes away. It's not that bad okay. at all. Yeah, okay. you're directly no west of me. Yeah, let us know next time. We'll show uh, you around. Cool. Yeah, I see it now. That yeah, it's really fun. Far. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For Louis, yeah. It's glass a has farther. full, glass has empty. Type. You, you've got three kids. You know that's pretty damn far. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. I, I got to convince the wife. That's for sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, awesome. So let's go into the next bit here. You know, there really wasn't too much news, and really, we want to talk a lot about She-Hulk, but just announce what's going on so you guys are in the loop. Let's talk about that now. News or footage. Keyword Marvel News. Good old Disney Plus, the host of content, is getting a new edition on September 8th. Thor Love and Thunder is going to be streaming officially on that platform, which to me, when I saw that today, I was like, wow, already. But then again, you know, it actually wasn't that far away from when the movie actually was released. And what was it, the first week of July? Maybe second? I don't remember at this point. But like July 7th, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the big thing about it is that I'm really excited to try and rewatch it just because it's like, it wasn't the movie I was expecting to just be so diversive or divisive amongst fans and everything. Especially it's like, it's perfect. And people are like, it's terrible. It's worse than Dark World and Eternals combined. And it's, you know, it, it's it's bizarre <laughs> to me. It's not what I expected it to be at all. But um, yeah. How about you guys? Are you excited to finally watch it again? How about you, Luke? Uh, yeah, I might, I might be more on the um, negative side of that movie. I just think mm. it, they just, they take some very big swings. Like, it, it, I think it takes like just... And, and I think that's part of the issue is like there's some adjustment to it, I think, for me, where like a lot of the themes, a lot of the jokes, a lot of the style of storytelling, it's very different than a lot of things we've gotten. So, uh, you know, like I didn't like sushi the first time I tried it, but, uh, you know, maybe I, I, I'm willing to, as I am with any of these, I, I will rewatch it a plethora of times and uh, I'm sure I'll come around on it. Um, it's just so different. And uh, I don't know that I'm fully prepared for it just yet. All right. Yeah, that's good. I like the sushi analogy. <laughs> How about you, Lou? I've been looking up every day when this movie's coming on Disney Plus. I want to watch it so bad. I loved it, it the first time. I didn't get to watch it a second time. I want to watch it so much. Like I had to I'm not had to, but I turned on Guardians of the Galaxy the other day just for something to watch while I was wrapping presents. And I was just like, I wish I was watching Thor Love and Thunder right now. When does that come out? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no freaking clue. Damn it. And then today you posted it and another uh, Instagram that we both follow, uh, Ashley's Spooky Castle. Shout out to her. She posted it as well. It's coming out uh, that day that you said, September or something. And uh, yeah, I plan on watching it probably that day because I loved it. Loved it. There it is. So yeah, at both ends of the spectrum there where I'm in the middle. I just I just want to watch it again to see if it changes how I feel about it. And also I just want to watch it at home. It could be nice. And it's something new to kind of, you know, binge a little bit. But can't complain. 
Oi, I feel like I had something else I wanted to say about this, but now I can't remember. But the other thing about movies coming to a theater near you, good old Spider-Man is also going to be coming for one night only in our first week of September. And the tickets go on sale technically uh, today-ish, August 23rd. I don't know if that's going to be midnight, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., wherever the hell you're at. Um, but the biggest thing is like, I seem to be like, out of my people I've talked to, one of the only persons who's actually somewhat excited and willing to go buy tickets to go see this extended by 11 minute cut of the movie just because I don't know I I just I have terrible FOMO uh how about you guys are I feel like Louis you're kind of like uh what and you're both dads in this perspective where I have just a dog and a cat so I don't have any children to actually make sure I have to get a sitter for for at least a few hours uh, but how about you guys Louis, am I going to have to get tickets for us? Or is it just going to be me? It's just going to be you, buddy. I've seen it. Well. seen it a couple times. Um, but you've never seen this cut. Um, the whatever crazy ass stupid name I it's called. I didn't say it during the uh, MCU for you, but I also watched Deadpool 2 the other day. Mm. For some reason, I've just had time to turn on movies. And uh, I hope the 11 minutes is just like, Aunt May dying like Deadpool did in Deadpool 2. Oh, it's just so hard to say goodbye. <laughs> it's just her talking the whole time. And that's your added 11 minutes. That would be perfect. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen that movie somehow. That's but funny. I just, I, I don't think, <laughs> how do I say this? That movie was phenomenal. Opening night in the theater everyone losing their damn minds. It was the best. It was one of the best experiences I can remember. Um, but now that we've seen it, you know, when you sit in there at the theater, you know, you got to pay theater prices and all that jazz and you go there and you know, Matt Murdoch's cane hits the floor. Nobody's going to be like, <laughs> you know, and uh, when they come through the portals, uh, nobody's going to be losing their damn minds again. Like, the, like they might cheer, but it's not going to be the genuine cheering that we got opening night because we knew they were in it, but we didn't know, you know. So when we saw them, it was mm. just like, oh, so uh, that is my take on that. I don't like I don't think I would watch most of these movies in theaters again just for the thrill of seeing it in the theater, if that makes sense. That's fair. I, I think it. I think it's a dad thing, um, because uh, it is a it's a big commitment, and there's also like other movies. Like I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick yet. You know, it's like what? Like, I, feel like if, I know what? it's like if I'm going <laughs> if I'm going to like invest time into like like getting a sitter, going to the theater, like putting down the money because I have to get popcorn, and like it's a whole thing. And it's like if I'm going to do that, it's like you know I'm going to see that or you know bodies, bodies, bodies or something. Like um, I don't train. know. For me, like. I feel like home is for the rewatching and the theater is for the first time viewing. And I'll watch Spider-Man No Way Home a million times at home. I, I know I will, especially with my Spider-Man obsessed son growing up. Like it's going to be in the constant rotation. So, um, I mean, nice. I'll get to it, but I don't know that it's for my next theater experience. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, uh, old Top Gun Maverick. Damn, man. Uh, Louis, have you seen, seen it either? either? Nope. You haven't either. <sighs> You know, it's okay, guys. It's probably going to still be in theaters by the time, like, Secret Wars comes out into theaters by how well it's doing at the box office. So don't worry about it. But I will report back 
if I can get tickets because I have no idea where it's actually playing at or when. So that, you know, is luck of the draw, I guess. Um, but like I said, I just want to see it just because I have a feeling they may or may not put it on a Blu-ray. And that's why I'm kind of shitty still that they didn't put on the original one because I knew they were going to do this. And I still going to get my 20 bucks. But uh, yeah, I love it. You know, it'd help if I had a lawyer to talk about these things. So how about we actually talk about someone who is a lawyer and also a superhero in peril because she doesn't know if she actually wants a responsibility. We're talking about the first episode of She-Hulk. King Let's of segues. Off. You are the king of segues right now. Whether you like it or not, See, whether you like it or not, you're now a superhero. Very good. Just trying to show you. No, it's I'm done. I'm shown. I did not go to law school to become a vigilante. Our universe is on the edge of a precipice. All right, let's do this. Who the hell are you? That name better not stick. So this first episode, I got to say, I am mildly impressed and actually really relieved that it kind of stuck the landing personally. Um, I heard some rumblings about how this was originally going to be put together. And for example, they were actually going to put the origin story at episode eight out of nine, which to me is just baffling. Like how, how did you make it that far and think about it? And it kind of makes sense how they kind of rewound a little bit, but I think they did it in a great way. So right away, I want to know how you guys have felt about that promise, like that premise. Do you think people would have struggled with even getting into the show and the series if we had to wait almost eight episodes just to actually see how she got the powers and to become a Hulk and entity itself? What do you think, Michael? Um, I guess it depends on where it goes in those in those final episodes, and I, like I feel like I really have to see the path. Um, because I think it could make sense if a lot of that is tying into like the final episodes, like when, you know, I'm not the trivia guy. What is that spaceship? He said it. I don't know. But like something like that, you know, I feel like that makes me wonder, like, is that going to be something that's more of like a post credits thing and they want it towards the end of the season? You know, like, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it, it depends on what the path looks like. Um, I'm glad to have gotten it now, but we'll, we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well said. And I think the ship itself, I feel like Louie knows it better than I do. Isn't it a Sakar? Sakarian. Courier class. Yeah, something like that. Like that. I don't know why I want to say eight. I feel like there's an eight in there. Quiz me later on that. Um, But cool. How about you, Louie? How do you feel about that if it was origin story all the way at the end instead of directly in the very first episode? Do you think people would have struggled? No. I think if you're... I think we're in that niche area now where the people that are watching are going to watch it. Nobody's turning on She-Hulk that it wasn't planning on watching it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're like a lot of people go watch Spider-Man in the theater, but it takes a, a it takes something to turn She-Hulk on at home. You know, she's not a big popular character. So if they saved it for the end, I think people would have been fine with it. Um, and you know, origin stories kind of drag a little. So if they just wanted to get right into the action or right into the story or whatever, I think it would have been fine. And then Mm -hmm. finally just be like, so how the hell did this even happen? And most people that are watching She-Hulk know that she got her powers from Bruce. So 
they they it's like okay cool we know what happens uh but show us anyway you know <laughs> that's kind of how yeah. it was today or for that for that episode whenever um mm-hmm. so i think yeah i think they could have been fine saving it but mm-hmm. either way nice you know i will say that i am also relieved too because there's that trope and you brought up deadpool 2 that whole like so i bet you're wondering how i got here I, I, like okay that was funny the first several times i heard it but now it's just kind of like ugh. um so i'm glad those words were not muttered but the words that she did kind of mutter in that opening statement right away with the show, the close-up on her and everything, um, basically kind of talking about a spinoff of, like, with great power comes great responsibility. I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, oh, is she about to actually say it? Is she going to say it? <laughs> Don't you say it. Because I was going to expect the Ben treatment. But I like I kind of know how that premise is just being brought up of, you know, you have a lot of responsibility. What are you going to do with it? And you got to be held accountable. Because it sounds like she's going up a big lawsuit and case and everything i don't know the law stuff too much singer my band does he's a lawyer so i had to ask him about these kind of questions during the show shout out chris <clears throat> so we finally get to actually see like what actually happens some people were speculating she was going to get the blood transfusion like the origin story in the comics which were like well why would you actually have bruce do that we clearly know his blood kind of tainted with this you know gamma and everything so the way it actually played out with the whole uh, car accident on the highway and everything up that turnpike, whatever, uh, I thought it was actually pretty cool. But I'm curious to see. Do you guys feel like we got a good kind of, not a payoff, but a good start of actually, okay, this makes sense. Like you feel like it checks out. How do you feel, Lou? Um, I think I told you, if it wasn't you, it was uh, Mr. Marvel. Um, was not, I was not a fan Really? And I only say that because they're driving. She's talking about Captain America banging or whatever. Cool. And then a spaceship appears. She swerves to not hit the spaceship. A whole ass spaceship, like a like a spaceship. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, you know, the whole thing happens. And then she's like, did we almost hit a spaceship? And he's like, oh, yeah, I got to figure that out later. It was a spaceship. How are you just like, yeah, is that a spaceship? Yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out eventually. What? What? <laughs> like, that was, yeah, that that was kind of irksome <laughs> to me. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if you got to find a way to get uh, homie's blood into your stream, that would be a way to do it, I guess. Fair enough. And I wonder what really is going to come of that story, because that's definitely a, a tangent. <laughs> A good time or a good story for another day. How about you, Michael? What do you think about the whole blood and accident? Yeah, I think it like, you know, uh, haven't read the She-Hulk comics, but I think it, um, it from what it seems like, from what I know of them, it seems like this was just very dulled down. Like it was mm-hmm. a very simplified version of how it all happened. And uh, I think that's fine, uh, especially if like um, you're just kind of. Yeah, you know, it, it seems like even when we started, it was almost like they they themselves are ready to get into the story. It's like, I almost get the vibes that they're not even really concerned. They just kind of like, let, let's get through all this stuff and then we'll get to what's actually going on. Um, so I think, I think I guess it was smart in that way. And I really didn't need much more uh, to kind of explain how she becomes She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the ship, I don't want to be like, um, 
uh, a broken record here, but I, I think we see where it goes because I, I, I'm really fascinated by what that means. And and when he says like I'll have to deal with that later, like for me that's like okay, that has nothing to do with the plot. This is like something like I said earlier. I, I I'm willing to bet this is almost maybe even like the post credit scene of the mm. final episode of the show because it seems like it's something much bigger. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it just shows up right in front of Hulk, right? I think they're mm-hmm. trying to contact Hulk for whatever reason. So I'm, I'm interested to find out why. Um, and I don't know, maybe it sets up a Planet Hulk or something. fun. It'd be fun. What were you about to say something? Um, I was messaging Brian, Mr. Marvel's Minutes, of course I was. Uh, he said it would be interesting because he thinks that uh, Gore went over and butchered and or killed uh, the Grandmaster from Sakaar. So we'll see if that yeah. has to do with the Sakaar ship. Yeah, because originally there was uh, footage they shot for Love and Thunder that got cut uh, that actually had a scene with God Butcher and uh, the Grandmaster and everything. Um, so I don't know. I kind of wonder if he actually is dead or if he is alive. I honestly thought he would have just died after the revolt and everything. Revolution. Yay. Um, I've also seen there's like, I never knew Hulk had a son in the comics. I, I think his name is Scar with two A's. It's basically Scar, but you just move the K and move an A and you get Scar or whatever. Um, which I feel if that's the case, if that happens, is he gonna, potentially going to be another like young Avenger kind of replacement to kind of pass off the torch if he actually has a son and also grew that fast. I don't know. A lot can happen in two years, but I guess that's just beyond my realm of knowledge. And I'm not the biggest Hulk fan, but I think it is kind of cool that we actually can explore more of his story and actually add to it with their, you know, weird contractual limitations and everything. So good stuff. Good stuff. Can can I throw a question to you guys? Yeah. Um, Because I hear a lot of debate online about like, oh, they've, you know, Hulk's not as cool as he used to be. Um, is that something y'all subscribe to? Like, do you feel like, um, because I'll just say it, I like Smart Hulk more. Um, how, how do you guys feel about that? Where, where do you weigh in? I think we're about to be 50-50 polar opposites on this one, Louie. You're already shaking your head. <laughs> What's on your mind, bud? Oh, man. Just picture 2012, right? You're, ch- you're chilling, doing your thing. Avengers comes on big screen. You're watching, you're eating your popcorn, shit's going down. You know, little Vespa guy rides in, purple shirt, Mark Buffalo, and he gets off and he's like, that's my secret. I'm always angry. And he turns into the Hulk and he punches a sky whale right in the fucking face. And it's amazing. And then, and then shit starts going, hitting the fan. And then Cap goes, Hulk, smash and he gives him that little that little smirk and he just destroys everything and he's beating the shit out of everything it's the best it is the best he's the best avenger he is and then he punches thor and he's doing all sorts of crazy shit and it's so good and then then it's just and it's just not and then none of that happens ever again avengers hulk is best hulk Oh, the Age of Ultron. He was cool or whatever, fighting the Hulkbuster, getting punched in the face multiple times, whatever. But 
Avengers Infinity War ruined the Incredible Hulk. And then ruined. Wow. Yeah. Ruined it. <clears throat> and then Endgame tried to fix it. And I guess kind of did, but for my money, Avengers Hulk is best Hulk. I never knew you felt so strongly about Hulk Ooh. and how he's portrayed. I did not know this. How do we get almost like 70 episodes deep and just hearing about this now? Uh, I actually subscribe more to Smart Hulk. I'm on the same page as you, Michael. Um, but I do agree Damn. that I think your point is <laughs> I think your point is valid, bruh. Uh just because it is like good to actually see like Hulk actually smash and actually do like Hulk things. Cause this is the dude who got so mad he like could breathe in space because he was so mad and destroy stuff. Um I don't know. But I think it's also just because Banner himself, uh Mark Ruffalo is actually a really good actor and I think he does a great job. So it kind of would be a shame to just make him CGI the whole time and just use his likeness and shit. So I guess it's it's a mix. I don't know. I'm also trying to see like how else is he going to come back into the fold because now we know his arm is actually repaired, which is something that I'm glad they did cover without having to spend too much time because they gave us how does she get the powers? How is his arm healed? How is he not smartful anymore? How can he control it given what we saw in that post credit scene in uh, Shang Chi? So I was glad that they actually showed that, and you know I don't even know if that device was there anymore afterwards because we don't really see him as a human again uh, when he's doing the whole training time that she's with him and everything in Mexico. <clears throat> Louis, were you about to say something? Like, yeah, something. I mean, I wasn't expecting to go on a Hulk rant. Excuse me. I wasn't expecting to go on a Hulk rant, but you know, if there's two things, it's Avengers Hulk is best Hulk and and Big Groot is best Groot. Also, in the Incredible Hulk movie, he rips a car in half and uses it as boxing gloves against the abomination. It's the best. And then, like, but people grow old. Okay? Oh man! But yeah, but when you're old, you're not just like, I'm okay with being old. This is great. No, you're like, I wish I was young again. This sucks. So, so yeah. Fair enough. Um, in in Avengers Endgame. You know, he has to act all hulky when he goes back to 2012 to the Avengers. He's just like, uh, and he like throws a uh, a moped down. Boop. He rips his shirt off. I'm like, come on. Come on. <laughs> Do Hulk stuff. So that's where I land on the Hulk thing. Since you asked. <laughs> you know, the whole Age of Ultron comment I was going to make too. I thought it was actually really great that uh, when they're talking about um, like his experience when him and Jen are just talking, um, he mentions how basically Natasha had to give him this little lullaby that would work and whatever. And she calls him out like, how does that make any sense? And he's like, I don't, he's right. But it just says like, I don't really have a great explanation for it. Move <laughs> on. Cause you know, if you think about it, it's kind of weird that they had to do a lullaby that's like, sun's getting real low, big guy. I was waiting for him to say the sun's getting low to, uh, Cause he almost did it yeah. to her, right? Yeah, I was waiting for him to be like, "The sun's getting real low," but he You're didn't like, say. What it. are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so you know, you want that Hulk smash from like was it two thousand eight, two thousand nine? Incredible Hulk came out. You want all that? We never got a follow up on the leader. 
which I don't know if we'll ever see him, but part no. of me has a little bit of hope. I don't know. Um, but there was a comment that uh, Hulk ma- Smart Hulk makes in the lab when he's talking about the whole, like, look at your DNA, how we have this crazy mutation or whatever, not mutation. Um, I gotta be careful saying that. We have this crazy thing that allows us to actually, like, absorb and, you know, harness the, the gamma radiation and everything. So he right away says, like, gotta destroy the evidence or whatever. Destroys, like, the blood vials and samples and stuff because he says, like, we can't risk anyone else getting this or turning into another one of us. Well, Thunderbolts and everything else going on. Could that potentially be just a little like, uh-oh, that's probably exactly going to happen. Could we get a Red Hulk down the road? I don't know. There what was think? no reason to put that in this episode besides setting that up. So they're 100%. I don't know if it's Red Hulk. I, like, I don't even know all the different Hulks, but we're getting a third Hulk in some capacity. Mm. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, how many super soldier serums have we gotten at this point? And people seem to always make more and more and more. So why not give another big guy? Give us another Hulk, right? How about you, Lou? And then we can get the no. Smash Hulk back, right, Louie? No, no, <laughs> no, not the same. Just some poser. It's a variant. It's called a variant. Yeah. Uh, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Probably, probably what you said, but yeah, the, uh, the over, uh, what's the word? The over hypeness of him destroying the blood makes it seem like she's going to get hurt or something and blood's going to drip on not Thaddeus Ross, but someone like him and mm-hmm. He's going to be all red and angry. And uh, my favorite, uh, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, will come in and be like, you're joining the squad. Come on. That's what's going to happen with that. There you go. Yeah, I agree. It's all connected, like Feige said. So you're doing it for a reason, buddy. So we could talk about it, speculate it, give all the free content you want. <clears throat> so awesome. <clears throat> so with how she pretty much, there's that revelation that he finds out that she pretty much is She-Hulk, or excuse me, she's almost like Smart Hulk uh, where she doesn't have this alter ego. She doesn't have another person she's wrestling it. She skipped a whole 10 years out of that binder that was all pretty and pink and ready for her to actually dive into. And I bet he's been actually waiting to share that for a while. Poor guy. Um, do we feel like she's going to eventually be able to actually overcome or not overcome, but almost match his strength down the road when she gets more in tune with her powers, her strengths, her abilities. Can she go, you know, punch for punch square inch for square inch with him down the road or will smart Hulk always be like the more superior kind of, I guess, part of this Hulk duo. <laughs> I think, it, I think the key here is the time that we get with She-Hulk before she gets to that point. Mm. Um, because even, like, like already I think people are complaining about, like, she's too strong too quickly, you know? And, um, you know, I don't mind it that much, but I, I think for you to, like, be the same guy that is, like, you know, punching Thor in the face, um, 
I think there needs to be a bit more training, a bit more experience. Like I would like mm-hmm. to see that in like maybe not even the next Avengers movie, but the one after that. You know, like I think we definitely need some time where, and I think that's what's exciting about a lot, a lot of these new heroes and like She Hulk in general. Like um, seeing these characters like fumble a little bit. You know, they're they're not these right. like well bred like perfect specimens of heroes. You know, they're still learning how things go, and I think that's going to be really exciting to see with even people like Miss Marvel. So, yeah, good point. You know, and a lot of them too, like a lot of these new characters we've gotten in phase four, a lot of them are very witty and very like comedic in general, like uh, not even from just the character perspective, but also from the actual actors and actresses themselves. Like Tatiana Maslany, she's funny. She's charming as all hell. Uh, Kate Bishop, funny. Um, Kamala Khan, very funny, very charismatic. So like the people that they have around are very just... Uh, colorful and cartoony and in that in a good way in a very good way so you know hats off for them that gets me more excited for when they get finally a real avengers team up because we're getting closer and closer um but louis going back to the strength kind of uh perspective how do you feel about that i feel like she shouldn't be even close like i know she's got the clap 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 but not the yeah sonic yeah um uh, Hulk has gone, you know, toe to toe with Thanos and Abomination, Thor. She's gone toe to toe with Titania. So, I feel like it, I feel like she should, like, for example, like he threw the Brock, he was just like, bloop, or the boulder, and then she grabbed the boulder mm. and threw it further, and she's like, ha. So, he grabbed a boulder and just launched it into orbit. And it turned into into fire and it disintegrated. It's burned up in the stratosphere, yeah. Yeah, that's... He should be so far ahead of her. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest issue with this uh, episode... Not the biggest issue. I shouldn't have said that. But one of the issues was like... Like I said earlier, he like says, I'm always angry. And it turns green and punches a sky whale. And in this, he like gets ran over by a jeep. Like, yeah how are you gonna get ran over by a jeep friend you're the incredible hulk <laughs> come on now <laughs> yeah i found that part a little like <laughs> questioning too just literally like scene by scene so i made a tiktok whatever like this dude held back so many crazy things and he was like oh and just went straight into a wall or just jeeps in 2025 have a phenomenal horsepower i mean that's i don't know i'll play I'll play devil's advocate here. Like, I feel like, um, number one, with Smart Hulk comes with, like, the lack of rage that the old Hulk used to have. And mm. I think a lot of his anger motivated a lot of his strength. I don't think he has that, number one. And number two, I don't think he's going to give his full strength against his cousin. Um, so, you know, I agree with you guys, but I can also, like, that's my headcanon where I can kind of explain away where, like, if I want to enjoy the show completely, I have to justify it in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the rage part makes a lot of sense, too. I mean, literally aggression will show when it's time to show. Um, but yeah. Also, I think it's kind of important, too, just to like keep in mind. I haven't asked a lot of questions about Hulk kind of centric stuff, but it's also because we haven't seen him in a while. So it's good to kind of catch up and see what's been going on. Um, and I have a feeling we're probably not going to get him again that much until later in the season towards the end, like how you're saying, potentially we might get a post credit scene that gives us an idea of where he's actually off for the next adventure. Who we might team up with. I don't know. 
because there's definitely a lot in store and a lot of surprise characters from what we've seen in trailers. So lots to look forward to. So one thing that I found very interesting in this show is, you know, phase four has been really about grief and you still get that sense here just with catching up on how Bruce is doing and everything. And we get this really cool sentiment how after the long training and they just need to like chill out. Cause you know, he talks about, Hey, we, uh, uh, process alcohol much faster. So we don't really get drunk. So it's kind of funny, but we get to see him like reminisce about building the bar and the lab, especially in Mexico with Tony. Cause we get to see like the card initials and everything. I don't know about like, Feeling that presence of Tony, kind of like how we did in the beginning of Far From Home uh, with the the graffiti on the walls and everything, it is kind of like cathartic to a little bit because we're so far removed from Endgame still that it's kind of like a reminder to see these other characters with the sacrifices made and whatnot. But um, personally, it, like, it kind of took me off surprise. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. That was his best friend. So my question for you guys, do you think Tony or Natasha is... Bruce's uh, biggest feeling of loss based off of these two relationships. Tony. I think it's Tony for sure. I'll agree. Yeah, I think it's Tony. He had a like a love interest thing with with Natasha, but that went nowhere when he flew away in Age of Ultron. Mm. Um, but to- Tony, he was like they had a respect for each other in Avengers and then, you know, they built Ultron together and Age of Ultron and, you know, Tony was the one that got him. No, Tony was the one that got, or excuse me, Bruce was the one that got Tony to open up about Steve Rogers in uh, mm-hmm. Infinity War. And he was going to call him, but then he got sucked into space. So then Bruce had to call right. him, but I digress. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, and then even Bruce was in the Hulkbuster suit and everything. I think he's got more of a connection to Tony than he does Natasha. Mm. And you said you kind of agree too, right, Michael? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I feel like probably at the height of the relationship between Bruce and Natasha, like probably the feelings there were much stronger than they ever were between um, Tony and Bruce. But I think, I think Hulk had already time had time to process that relationship changing and being different. And he had already experienced that loss once before while Tony was like, you know, just a consistent person in his life that like, you know, uh, all the reasons that Louis explained just the, the relationship that they had. Um, I guess it was much more of like a brother as opposed to like maybe a girlfriend that you really loved, you know? Mm. Well said, well said. Yeah, I uh, I kind of wish like we even had a montage. There's no way in hell that happened, but I would love to see a little montage of them like actually uh, Tony and Bruce building the bar and like putting things together and just kind of like talking and all that fun stuff about how much he just wants to kind of like a coworker at the end of the day. You want to just like bitch about your boss or like someone on your team that just really like makes you pull your hair out and everything. But, you know, no matter if it was Tony and Bruce or if it was the um, Hulk and Marhulk, we got a lot of talk about America's uh, ass and what he does with that. Captain America, does he fuck? That's really the question of this episode. If there was a subtitle, that was how many times it was mentioned in the beginning. Uh, it's pretty much the middle and, of course, the literal end in the mid credit scene, too. 
So <clears throat> I'm not going to ask you guys, does he, is he a virgin? Is he not? Cause whatever. But the context that I'm kind of curious about is that as uh, they're talking about like, you know, was he doing this? He was frozen in ice. She says a lot of was and a lot of past tense, but Bruce kind of says like, no, he is. And a lot of like kind of current and very present tense with his verbs and everything, which kind of makes me still wonder, is he actually alive? And does Bruce actually still have any communication with old man Steve? Is he on the moon? That's what we really got to know. Louis, what do you think? Or Michael, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's. it's <laughs> I don't have a great answer. Is kind of what I was getting at, but uh, it's. I mean, it, it is hard to imagine that he would just go off and no longer communicate with these people that he had such a relationship with. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like after you know going back to see Peggy, and then maybe he has felt a lot of distance from them, and he just doesn't care. But I mean, what would his motivation be for like completely ghosting him? You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't see why that would happen. So I could totally see where they're still in contact. Right. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the kind of ghost you type, but I don't know. Maybe he's off planet. Maybe he's still trying to figure out how to work his smartphone. Who knows? What do you think, I think, he, I think he's dead. <laughs> he's RIP. Yeah, I think he's, I think he is dead because. How'd he die, though? They I, didn't tell us or show us? He was just old. I, I don't think they needed to. <laughs> I don't think they needed to show how, you know, how he laid there and died in his bed. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like you, you have to inform the audience of that, like, for mm-hmm. sure. Well, like, it's, be- it's kind of up in the air. Um, well, What's her name? Betty? Is that her name? The one at, uh, that, that Ned falls in love with in Far From Home. Oh, yeah. She She has, rest in peace, Captain America on her thing, and like what uh his yeah Joaquin Torres he asks uh Sam about him Sam's like yeah he's not on the moon like he's I, I think it's pretty definitive that he's not there and if he was still alive I feel like he definitely should have been somewhere in Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm. and he just well, wasn't which is funny you bring up Falcon and the Winter Soldier though because I didn't know this until I was actually looking more into it um, when they're in the Smithsonian and they're kind of in the exhibit and everything for Captain America, um, you have to, it's one of those like you have to pause, you have to zoom in and you have to do all the crazy sleuthing. But if it's like this one little kind of uh, wall segment partition and it has like a bunch of stuff on it and it says like his final mission, basically talking about the end of Endgame and everything. It mentions a lot of text in a paragraph there. You could see like... Uh, Tony died, other people died, this in person. But it doesn't say he died. It says he's retired. So clearly there's something there. And I really feel like they're trying to really not completely close a door that he could potentially make another cameo appearance, show up again down the road. But I don't know how that could you know play out just because, I mean, we know Captain America is now a different uh, mantle held by someone else with talking everything. So it's like, I, I don't, it, it has to be very, very well done and good taste, but I just knowing them, I feel like there's like how we talked about the whole vial and we got to make sure we don't have that. Um, I, there's always a reason behind those little details, especially when they happen so often. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I could, 
Go ahead. I can totally see him showing up in the next Captain America movie, and I and maybe just like as like a, uh, you know, Sam is like has to tackle a big problem, and he needs advice from his old friend type deal. Right. I think that could be like a very like touching like just a quick cameo where he like goes and visits him, and he gives him like a motivational speech before he goes defeats the villain. Like I feel like it can play really well, and I would love that. I would. I think that would be so cool. Yeah, I I totally see it. You know, I think like the whole like he's on the moon he's on the moon i wouldn't be surprised if we see he is on the moon but it's not literally the moon it's like an acronym or it's one of those like oh yeah it's a weird town like moon ohio or something just so bizarre that's like oh it was like oh that's got a okay okay um because you know moon base <laughs> hey he's got a big gorilla body and he's living on the moon He's Rip Man. Devin, you don't know what the gorilla body is, do you? Not at all. Do you know Michael? You laughed. I, I laughed because like it was a funny like Oh, phrase, it's from, uh, it's from the Umbra- in the Umbrella Academy. Okay. The ah. one guy gets sent to the moon. He's got a big gorilla body. Luther, actually, number one. I watched the first few episodes of that, so I I'm aware of that. It was yeah, it was so- uh it was it was, it's an okay show. It's okay. Best. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> so pretty much this whole show just wraps up pretty much just in back in the courtroom, caught up to speed. And then of course, Titania breaks or Titania. I will never get her name right. I have no idea why. I think it's um, Titania. It is Titania, but isn't uh, her name Tatiana Maslany or my that, confusing people's names right now. Tatiana Maslany is Jen Walt. Oh my God. What am I saying? Jen yes. Walters. See, I'm just getting so caught up with names. It's Jamila Jamil is Jamila Jamil is uh, t- Titania. There it is. Thank Devin, you. None of these, none of these are typical names. I think it's, it's okay. <laughs> right. Even Titania. I'm like, like I've been reading secret wars and every time I come across her name, I literally like say it 12 times in my head. Like, wait, is it this? Is it this? How, how am I going to say it in my head is okay. Pick a name. Damn it. Read the bubble. Move on. So, yeah. And we're in that phase where literally just there's so many characters in the MCU. It's insane. It's so difficult. It's like Star Wars trying to keep up with all the character names. Good luck. Get open uh, Wikipedia or fandom or something to help you out. Watto. <laughs> but yeah, with the episode ending, just kind of uh, finding her, kicking her through a wall and all that stuff and just sets the tone of where do we go next? I am very hopeful. I'm excited. So just kind of general feel for the room and everything. I love the episode. I thought it was hilarious. I thought like the type of humor is definitely more in that was a TV 14 or whatever, like the rating is. It definitely feels like it. They even blur out the middle finger, which I'm so glad they didn't. Um, but how do you guys feel? Do you feel like this is off to a good start? Are you receptive? Or are you still kind of like hesitant at all? Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm really, I, I love it. Let, I, let me just be clear. I think, I think this was a very good start, and I think a lot of the MCU's like shows, like, oftentimes the first episode is like one of the best. Um, so we'll see where it goes from here. Um, but I, I just had so much fun. Like, I feel like, I feel like we have such a, uh, I think Jen is such a charming character, um, and I, I think we're in store for like a lot of different cameos and. Like, I think it's just going to be a really like I get big Hawkeye vibes. From this. I, I don't know where you guys mm. stand on Hawkeye, but Hawkeye might be my favorite MCU show. And I, I feel like this is very similar in that vein where like uh, 
Um, you're not expecting, you know, Moon Knight or Miss Marvel to like carry the entire show as like the one new character. You're having like a bunch of different people shepherd in this person into this world. And it makes it feel like much more universal to like everything we understand. And it makes it much more fun. It's like, it's like a warm hug from an old friend, right? Like uh, it feels like the MCU. And like, that's the kind of thing that I appreciate about Hawkeye and what I'm very excited to uh, see in the show as well. I like, the, I like the Hawkeye tie in. I like that. And that's a good point. Like it, it's, it's good when it has that balance of, it's not just the lead actor who has to carry the whole show on its back, but like a good, a good, set of cast and everything it really adds and it makes it more memorable and more fun um and makes those you know digital character moments even more special how about you louis how are you feeling about it um first and foremost hawkeye is my second favorite mcu show uh loki would be number one uh but that being said um i do enjoy like he said like it's her being guided in instead of you know I think Moon Knight fell a little flat I think Miss Marvel fell very flat uh so I do enjoy the fact that you're getting these other characters that you know bringing them to you instead of instead of me trying to care about this character that I've never seen and what they're doing and Bruno and you know, I just I agree with what Michael said without going ten minutes about it. <laughs> awesome, man. <clears throat> so I gotta ask too. Do you guys have one particular favorite moment from this episode that just really stuck the landing with you or anything like that? Michael has a grin on his face. I think he's ready. Uh, I'm laughing because like, I feel like I just praised the show so much. And I'm like, what is the one thing? <laughs> uh, I, I think it has to be the, the Hulk v. Hulk fight. And, uh, you know, this mm-hmm. is like the kind of thing that we get. And, you know, sometimes we get it in like an Avengers movie or like, what if? Like when you pit two different like superheroes fighting against each other, you know, it brings me back to like my childhood, like picking two random action figures and like wondering who's going to win. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought that was really cute. I thought like, uh, yeah, that's, that's the kind of thing I look for. Um, like whenever we can get that, whether it's like Iron Man versus Thor or, um, Thor versus Captain Marvel, like it's just, uh, I like putting these people in the ring and seeing what happens. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of funny moments in it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor wins both of those fights for what it's worth. Um, my favorite moment. I I enjoyed the part where he was telling her that she needs to control her anger and she brings up I'm sorry man I'm super stuffed up I like the part where she, he tells her that she needs to control her anger and she brings up the fact that us as guys we don't think about a lot but women have to control their anger a lot in, you know, being catcalled or this or, or or that shitty guy that was her lawyer buddy uh, treating her like shit. Uh, Stuff like that. And then she like becomes becomes the She-Hulk and he's like, see? And she goes, no, I did that myself. And then becomes, you know, uh, Jen again. I thought that was pretty cool. 
Nice, man. Yeah, and I know I've heard a lot of people praise this, and I, I'm on the same boat as all. Like, you know, we're three dudes. We clearly have different backgrounds and everything, but like the whole scene when she's in that like generic named uh, sports bar and she's in the women's room and there's like all the ladies that just come in there and they immediately just like flock to her side, help her, give her clothes, food, like not food. They give her clothes. They like clean her up, give their phones to help her out and everything. Like I thought that was pretty cool. Just kind of see like some camaraderie and just like, oh no, we got you. We got you. You're good. Because, um, you know, as guys, you would see another dude and just be like, what's wrong with this jackass? Like totally different, totally different end of the spectrum. So it's kind of cool to see and, you know, kind of, kind of hear about it. Cause I know a lot of uh, women who are saying like, oh my God, it's just like this or yeah, like totally. That's so accurate. So it's cool to kind of see another like, Former representation in that matter too. There and that's what I'm like. Kind of, I'm kind of like most excited for for the rest of the show as it goes on. Is little moments like that because it's good to see that it's possible when you're not just literally just CGI blobs on screen fighting and there's a battle, battle, battle. It's good to see like the actual human elements when you're uh, superhuman. So with that being said, I think that pretty much wraps up episode one. So just want to throw it back to you guys. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on uh, to kind of cap off the first episode of nine for the series? I, honestly, um, I've really enjoyed what we've gotten this far. I'm, I'm excited for so much more. And yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, talking this out with me. I didn't. I, I've been on vacation this week, so I didn't even get to do my own podcast this week. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, being able to, being able to talk about the episode in general has been awesome too. Yeah, of course, man. Glad to have you and you know have you on and get that opportunity to talk about it. So it's not like trying to do that. Like I didn't get to talk about the first one. I got to get it on on the second episode review and you know just life of a podcaster. Oh, great. How about you, Louis? Captain America, fuck! <laughs> Honestly, one of the best end credit scenes we've ever had because they went for it. And I, just, I watched this show uh, at two thirty in the morning because I did one of those like I knocked the heck out at like six o'clock in the afternoon, and then I woke up and it's like, oh my god, it's like midnight. I can't sleep now. So I just actually watched it when it actually aired, and I was surprised at how much I was laughing at you know. Like I said, 2.30 in the morning. And that definitely got me. It was great. So we like to end off the episode here of Earth 894. Just to kind of give you guys a little bit of a reminder. Make sure you follow us on our social platforms at Earth 894. You'll find us everywhere. Look in the show notes. But make sure you show some love. Stark Wars, Michael, tell them where to find you. Yeah, appreciate it. You can find us on all podcasting platforms. Um, Stark Wars podcast. Um, I, I always like to just like put a double down on our Instagram because we do, um, uh, we really like to connect with people. We like to know what you thought about things. We like to know what you think about the podcast. So, um, follow us on Instagram at Star Wars Pod. We're also on Twitter if that's your thing. We're working on the TikTok. Well, we'll get there. You know, we're, uh, you know, we're the we're millennials, but uh, you know, we're a little slow on the TikTok, but we'll get there. Uh, but yeah, no, again, thank you guys for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, awesome, man. Cool. And uh, like I say, go in the show notes. You'll see all their stuff right there. So go show some love, subscribe, follow, do all that fun stuff. Help us millennials actually get a following on TikTok because we're not influencers. We're just guys trying to make our way through the universe. I think that's the wrong fandom right there. But I'd be remiss if Louie, we did not give some shout outs here since we're doing that already. 
to people who answered our sh- trivia questions and everything. We have a couple to cup, uh, catch up on. All right, Michael. After the Guardians rescue Thor in Avengers Infinity War, what does Gamora say Thor's muscles are made of? A. Adamantium metal fibers. B. Carbonadium matrix. C. Cotati metal fibers. Or D. Coaxium hypermatter. This is this was rude. This was a rude question. Okay, um, I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm not, I couldn't even like really like repeat those back to you. So I'm gonna go with B. B was in, <laughs> B was incorrect. Um, okay, no shot. The answer was uh, C. Cotati me- metal fibers. I, I was like ready for the answers. Like, okay, it's like either like rock or stone. No, no, no. These are like. Star Wars. Things. That is that is one of my favorite scenes from that movie, and I did not know that answer even at all. <laughs> when, so, when they bring her, when they bring Thor onto the ship, and they call <laughs> Quill fat, and he's like, "That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a Bowflex. I'm gonna get some weights." And then Rocket says, "You know, you can't eat weights, Quill. It's what <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines from that movie, and I do not remember Kotati metal fibers." or Kotati, or whatever the answer was, anywhere. So, Devin, good job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I had to find weird answers for that one, because I found that when I was scrubbing through. Because what I do when I need to come up with trivia the night before, I will just will be watching TV, listen, and I'll, like, I'll say, pick a movie, or name a character. And she was like, why? Why? I'm like, just, just, we're not about to watch it, just do it. And she was like, uh, Gamora, you don't do enough green characters. Do Gamora. And I was like, okay. And then I struggled for 20 minutes. Like, I don't even know what to find. And then I was just watching random scenes. I found that and I was like, oh, Louie's going to hate me. And also oh. D is also a Star Wars. It's Coaxium, Hypermatter. I totally made the Hypermatter up, but Coaxium is what they use a lot in Star Wars. So, yeah, see, I'm not I, I like I, I'm a big Star Wars guy, but I couldn't. I knew that something in there sounded familiar, but I was like, this it's all space sci-fi jargon. Yeah, I, I honestly don't remember where I found the first two answers. I don't ask me. I, I will never Adamantium remember. Adamantium is is what Wolver- Wolverine. That's what Wolver- the Adamantium Again, Wolverine is. Wolverine's uh, claws. There That's it what is. Wolver- Wolverine's made of. But the other one, oh. yeah, I don't know. So, so the people let's who give, answered let's right. Let's give our shout-outs here, Devin. <laughs> Shout out to Puffy Tortilla, NYC A nine, Jonah. Jorgensen. Good old jabs. Mr. Marvel's Minutes. And Lay at over, uh, excuse me, Lee over at Lights Camera Rant. Good job, guys. All right, Michael. In Eternals, what ocean is the deceased celestial Tiamat emerging from? Is it the Atlantic, the Indian, the Pacific, or the Arctic? Arctic. Oh, boy. I'm going to say the Arctic. You would be incorrect. The answer was the Indian. And that was the question Devin sent me. And I sent him a gif back of who the hell cares? Who cares? (laughs) I pride my and that's the other thing. I I really love the Eternals. It's probably my favorite movie from phase four. So like, um, yeah, I was was like, you liked Eternals better than you liked Spider-Man No Way Home. 
Spider-Man would know. It's just a different kind of love. I'll say that. I, oh. I have a couple. Do you like Eternals more than you like Shang-Chi? Oh, he said it's his favorite movie out of Phase 4. It's going to be yes to everything, Louis. It's definitely <laughs> better than I'm, I'm trying to remind him of what else is in Phase 4. Spider-Man's the closest one, and wow. I'll, I'll probably go back and forth, but I love Eternals. Love it. That's okay. You're the first person I've ever heard say that. I feel like we need to have you on again just to dive into that because you are literally the only person I've ever heard say that, and I respect that. I I I, I, I don't hate Eternals. It's just like it's not the movie I'm rushing to go watch again at home. Um, but wow, favorite one—that's incredible. It's dark. It's like it's different. Like yeah. all the things that I was complaining about Thor. Like it doesn't have as much comedy. Like I, I just—it's more my vibe. <laughs> nice man. My favorite Eternal is Druig. Even yeah, though Druig sucks. <laughs> the uh, the Eternal who actually discovered where the dead Celestial was at was Makari because uh, she was running around and she found him near a volcano in the Indian Ocean. And that's the hint. I don't know if that volcano even exists, but, you know, whatever. So let's give our shout outs, Devin. So, uh, the correct answer was the Indian Ocean. So shout out to uh, Mandom Podcast. Team Unicorn Podcast. Jabs. Love you, Tortilla. Uh, Earth894 Podcast. <laughs> uh, Nick Hoffman. Oh, man. Uh, regular Ryan. Uh, oh, my God. Shit. Uh, GC Malashevsky. Sorry, Greg. Nerdy Boys. Uh, Herson... P- Veda 12. Uh, Salmon Thesaurus. Sam and a th- Sam and Thesaurus. Sam and Thesaurus. Samanthosaurus. We got it. Shout out to you, Samanthosaurus. <laughs> oh my God, that is terrible. Why would you do that? Uh, good old NYC A9. We love you, man. Uh, Kaj Wills. Starfighter Reviews. And Mr. Marvel's Minutes. Awesome. I struggled so hard for Sandman Thesaurus. <laughs> that reminded me of that game Mad Gab, where it's like oh. two fake words, but if you say it enough, it starts sounds like a real phrase. What was <laughs> what the, I thought that was. it was Sam, and then A N, and then the word Thesaurus. <laughs> so I was like, "Is it Sam and Thesaurus? Is it Samantha Sor?" I yeah, I was very confused. That is funny. Um, my Would You Rather Wednesday for TikTok was uh, Who Would You Rather Train You in Hand-to-Hand Combat? Daredevil or Shang-Chi? A Daredevil. Ooh, I'm oh, Shang-Chi. You are, the, you are in the minority, at least on uh, TikTok. Because uh, it doesn't give me percentage. Yes, it does. 36% said Daredevil. to 64 for I think I think Matt Murdock can help me tap into my senses a little bit more. I think he goes behind that beyond the actual punch. As we, as we just learned, you hate Shang Chi hate so much <laughs> I didn't say that. That, that you think Eternals wow. is better. <laughs> now it's I'm personal. Only, I'm only teasing. Um, another thing <laughs> I did was in prep in preparation for Henry's birthday party. I asked. TikTok who Spider-Man's main villain is because I feel like it it always comes down to two. Is it Green Goblin or is it Dr. Octopus? 
And uh, as it turns out, it wasn't as close as I thought it was going to be. Because a whopping 93% went with Green Goblin. So, uh, yeah. I'm dressing up as Doc Ock, and I'm going to look like a damn fool for being Spider-Man's second best villain. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you actually built your own homemade goblin costume... I would be both impressed yet terrified because I feel like a homemade goblin t- costume is uh, one that is very hard to not look creepy. And I just recently, <laughs> I just watched. Um, <laughs> Spider- <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so good. I just watched uh, the first uh, Remy Spider-Man movie this past week. And I never realized because I haven't watched it since I was a kid, uh, how much of that like mesh screening or whatever and goblin's mouth you totally just see his like mouth talking constantly. And it's hard to kind of unsee. It's, it's just so funny. Just the teeth and then like, meh, 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 meh. That's, um, <laughs> God Devin, you, you, you said you, you were starting a new, uh, subsection at the end of the show for me to get ready for the Stark Wars. Yes. Uh, wars. The Stark Wars. They lived so in Ted. They lived the Stark Wars. <laughs> So how fitting is this that we have the person who helped inspire the idea? So the reason is because Louis doesn't know Star Wars, of course, so we're trying to prep him. So I thought it'd be fun if I ask him a random Star Wars question every time we sign off on an episode just to see how he does and his progress and go from there. For what it's worth, last week was what is Anakin Skywalker's home planet? Uh, I did not get it right. I said it was the trash planet with the two moons. And they said, no, it was two suns and it was Tatooine. (laughs) I'm a damn fool. Hit me with the one this week. Here we go. Alrighty. In Star Wars, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, who is the number one rival who also tampers with Anakin Skywalker's pod racer who he goes up against to ultimately defeat? Wow. Um, I was thinking about this because... Not, not this question. No, not this question. Hold on, hold on. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen to what I'm saying. I was thinking about thinking about this thing because last week after I told Hannah that you were doing this, she said, "Do you even know what the first movie is about?" And I said, "No, no, I really don't. I have no idea." I said, "In the first movie, uh, there's a uh, Luke Skywalker, but you're talking about Episode One, which is." the 2000 movie which but i said the first movie with luke skywalker they uh uh help me obi-wan kenobi or my only hope or something like that r2d2 <laughs> yes. um yeah i have no idea so but now we're talking about episode one who the bad guy is and it's um campers with his pod <laughs> yeah it's uh, Ma- Mace Windu. That's got to be the only answer. <laughs> Not no. close at all. So then it's... Uh, let's go with uh, uh, Darth Obsidian. Yeah? No? No? Let's go with... Uh, Final answer. Ooh. Give me the first letter. Let's hear the first letter, please. S. S. We're going s- the, the Sarlacc pit. You just made the first S Star Wars word you could think of. <laughs> yes, I did. 
That's what killed Boba <laughs> Fett. I know that. See? Yeah, I'm I'm here, folks. All of them. Yeah, I kind of killed him, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're like somewhat on the same planet. <laughs> um, S- it was Sebulba. Sebulba. That was that was the next guess. I was like, yeah, <laughs> actually. Oh man, I love it, Louie. And I love it. I for, even know uh, exactly what Sebulba looks like. He's uh Paul. <laughs> um I don't know if that's the word I would use. <laughs> Oh rather, my god, this is my new favorite game. Rather handsome. Yeah. He's a Louis, good guy. Have you watched The Mandalorian? I haven't watched any Star Wars at all. Okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> That's why it's great. He hasn't seen anything. Okay. okay. I spelled it wrong. Oh, well, well, he's not he's, tall. Nope. Nope. He's not. not at all. And he's clearly not Mace Windu. He's not Samuel L. Jackson. He's like a pig man. Oh, my God. He walks on his arms. Yeah. This guy? Yep, that's him. That's the one. That's, that's a boba. He, the bad- he walks on his arms. He's <laughs> Is he the bad guy? No, he's, he's just, just like an antagonist. He's just like a bad a guy in the race. He's not like actually like a big main character. <laughs> Shows you, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. At the Starlet Pit. I am crying and I need to uh, take a week <laughs> off and then re, uh, reconvene and watch the second episode of She-Hulk and then talk about it the following week and then figure out how else I'm going to actually ask another question and get a Starlight Pit like answer. But thank you so much for that, Louie. That just made my night. Anytime. Alrighty. We are actually wrapping up the show now. So once again, big shout out to Michael from Star Wars. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for hanging out a little bit longer and enjoying the trivia with us tonight. We appreciate everything, man. So um, once again, go check out their podcast. Go check out the show. Um, shout out to his co-host, uh, Tommy. We're going to make it here tonight. We're here with us with in spirit. I promise he's still alive. Peace. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's alive. Sure. <laughs> sure, he's alive. Oh, great. Um, but yeah, thanks so much again. And make sure you guys follow and subscribe to everything out there that's possible. You've heard it enough. <laughs> that does it for this week on Earth 894. We'll see you next time. Bye. This picture, 2012, right? You're, ch- you're chilling, doing your thing. Avengers comes on big screen. You're watching, you're eating your popcorn, shit's going down. You know, little Vespa guy rides in, purple shirt, Mark Buffalo, and he gets off and he's like, That's my secret. I'm always angry. And he turns into the Hulk and he punches a sky whale right in the fucking face. And it's amazing. And then, and then shit starts going, hitting the fan. And then Cap goes, Hulk smash and he gives him that little that little smirk and he just destroys everything and he's beating the shit out of everything it's the best it is the best he's the best avenger he is and then he punches thor and he's doing all sorts of crazy shit and it's so good and then and then it's just and it's just not and then none of that happens ever again avengers hulk is best hulk <laughs>